Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes podcast. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a sci-fi horror role-playing game. Your investigators of the unknown are Brian as Jack. Jack is in trouble. Will he be let off the hook? Stay tuned. Gabe as Roy. Roy is causing the trouble. Will Jack be let off the hook? Who will see? Beep, 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 This just in. And Matt as Rocky. Well, here we are, Poe. Face to face, just a couple of silver spoons. Welcome back, players. How is everybody doing this morning? We are recording early in the morning. You had me at bacon. Pork's a filthy animal. What about dogs? I don't eat dog neither. All right, listeners, if you would like to provide feedback or praise or just say hi, drop us a letter from beyond on our website at lovecrafttapes.com. And let's take a peek. We guys, we got a bunch of letters. Nice. Do we have twenty six of them from Savelle Necromus? We got a five star review. This podcast is a hard success. Listen, come for the game, stay for the podcast, follow for the crew, and maintain a spiritual connection for Roy Arroyo and Gabe, learn to love Matt, and Brian, fear Jeremy, impeccable audio, awesome fun, good horror, funny quips, all around good times, 400,000 out of 10, what can I say, I'm a lifelong fan now, also take drive auto and make sure you get a shotgun, I'm just saying. No, never again. Thank you, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you, Savelle. On Facebook, uh, Chris Allen says, regarding case 11 Tape five, red, red rum, great recording. That's it. Just simple to the point, awesome. But just the recording. He captured the essence of the podcast in that one. Great letter. Stevie Ray, also on Facebook and also regarding Case 11, Tape 5, Red Red Room. Now all I can think of is an old prospector fella endlessly muttering, Murderer! <laughs> murderer! I, I'm with you, buddy, on that. John Hall on Facebook says, I strongly suggest the Lovecraft tapes. Nothing beats them. Ever. Except mom when I don't clean my room. And many of the enemies. And a lot of the dice that we use. And my middle school bully. Jacob Wetboots1 on Reddit says, Oh, you swell fellows. I look forward to all your full tilt shenanigans. Keep up the good work. Nice. And I think I responded that full tilt shenanigans was my Irish folk punk band. Can you also let them know not to tell us what to do? We are a strong independent podcast who don't need no man. Birdie Derps on Reddit regarding Case 11 Tape 6, Zoosuit Suit Riot. A-plus title name, well done. Zusu Riot! Riot. Uh, Fegs on Reddit says, I learned to play by listening to you guys. Uh Uh-oh. Thoroughly enjoyable podcast with an impressive list of quote-unquote sponsors. Apologize to your DM on our Yeah, we are so sorry. Oops. Uh, This show is brought to you in part by our generous fans and supporters on Patreon.com slash Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you to Sheldon Warner, Rain, Vermilion, Xylem Graph, Atulia, Jordy Rose, Barry Robeson, Kyle Sherman, Dakota Smith, Amanda Power, Chris Parker, Madeline Turnipseed, Jefferson Bell, Elizabeth Grieve, Pittany Davis, Olda Polkert, yes! Frank Delventhal, Phil Dickinson, Liz Moonberry, Dom Driver, Jeremy Griffith, Stephen Gregory, Lobster Johnson, Ryan Perry, Robert Jameson, Daniel Hissey, Shosuro Ajo, David Winterman, Mal, the Demir Lobotomist, John May, Daniel Caprone, Wouter Ravmayan, Eric Zane, Marty Dixon, Chainsaw Unicorn, Wild Pants, Malambra 57, Snow, Davini Von Zervich, Brownie Davis, Yog, Eric Phillips, Nathan Crow, Meowgical, 
gaming narrations, and more. Boston Harbor Horror, Mitchell, Eric Sederberg, Gregory Schmucker, Holden Omans, Hoser underscore 21, Jeffrey Young, Alexandra Kroska, Phil Campbell, Tian Tai, Ba Tran, Nicholas Hutto, Bifford, A.E. Jonesy, John Konopasik, John M. Ray, Andrew Petty, Ineptus the Stardust, Justin Levesque, Manic B Media, Rolling Box Cars, and A.J. Ake. Thank you guys. Appreciate all your support. You guys are amazing. Thank you. You the real ones. Before we begin, we need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Oh, my knees bother me something fierce today. Must be a storm coming. I reckon there's a storm coming too. Yonder dark clouds tell me so. What? Your bones is per near old as mine. Don't you feel the twinge? Nope. What do you mean, nope? Did the doc give you one of them cortisone shots again? Nope. Quit with all that noping and spill your beans. Why you got that weird grin on your old wrinkly puss? I'm just happy and content is all. Have been ever since I started drinking that sweet juice from the berries I found last week growing out near the crater. You mean where that meteorite hit way out back at your place the year before last? I thought that was all blasted dead like a desert. You telling me something's growing out there? Yup. Berries. By the bushel load. You squash them good. Out comes this thick black nectar. Mix it up with some water. Tastes pretty damn good. And my bones never felt better. Hmm. Sounds like somebody's got a still out in them woods is all. Nope. Alcohol free. All natural. Thinking about bottling it, selling around to other folks. Them mucky mucks up Occam way already maybe an offer to distribute out of state. Wanna call it star shyness and such nonsense. I told him to go blow. Thinking I could get a taste? Sure. Here, have a sip of mine. Not bad. Okay, now hold on to your britches. You might feel a little rearrangement. That's it. Just another couple seconds while your insides get used to it. Okay, that should do it. How do you feel? I feel wonderful. I feel Eli. wonderful. Eli. Thank Eli. you. Thank you. This Thank new host this will do nicely for now. Although a newer model will eventually be required. We'll head up to Miskatonic tomorrow. Plenty of young'uns running around up to that away. Besides, I got more of our starshine to share around, and them students get mighty thirsty for something besides knowledge if you catch my drift. And we're back! What'd you guys think of that product under service? I think it was brilliant. Uh, the only problem I had was they weren't charging enough. It was very topical to jokes that we make very often, which is conveniently a, a thing among our sponsors. Oh, yeah. Everyone's going to totally understand that commercial. No one's going to be confused about it at all. Ordinarily, I would disagree with you heartily, but you make some fine points. I, too, find this product under service compelling to the extent that I want to make babies with it. Not in a sexual way, more like a Play-Doh way. You know, just grab a handful, start slapping it together, make a body, make a head, pinch the nose, shove a finger in where the mouth should be, and two big green olives for eyes. No pimentos, though. That'd be creepy. Presto! Making babies! Wait, does that make me God now? 
Yes. It makes you a god. Now, dear investigators, we continue. Case 11, Haunted Heart. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. Nothing is what it seems, as the haunted mansion plays tricks on our investigators, causing them more harm than most illusions should. Through the tender ministrations of his brother, Rocky is brought back from the brink, only to have his sanity assailed again and again. Jack seems to have escaped the claws of his unbearable encounter, though his later interaction with Ricky indicates a sharp detour from his usually mild-mannered approach. Meanwhile, Roy tries to make sense of all this madness, even as the thread of reason stretches taut enough to snap at any given moment. Roy, with reckless abandon, you swing the machete over and over, severing a multitude of red threads and yarn which encase Danny's struggling form in the middle of the sewing room. It seems no matter how much you cut, more appear to take their place. You see Danny's wide, terrified eyes staring up at you as her entire body is slowly and steadily constricted, the string slicing into her flesh. If you're going to save her from being pulverized, you realize you need to find a more strategic place to cut this twine in order to loosen the pressure. In order to free Danny, you're going to need to make two successful rolls. Well, can't I just find the glowing spot and then chop there? You'll do double damage if you find the glowy spot. Everyone knows that. You gotta repeatedly hit A. Oh, man, not a quick time event. A spot hidden and then a fighting brawl. You need both of those in order to free her. Deep breath. All right, my first spot hidden is a 99. Not a fumble. It's very important that you note that that is not a fumble. I literally can't fumble. I'm God. Earn a point of luck back. Make it a fumble. So you failed your spot hidden, so there's no need to roll for the uh, fighting brawl just yet this round. You're going to go ahead and roll me a d6, please. And this is how much damage she's going to take. One. So she's down to 10 of 11 hit points. You see the string slicing in and blood start to ooze out, mingling with the thread. So uh, we're on to round two. Oh, I needed a 75. I got a three. That's an extreme success. Fighting brawl is next. I failed. Roll me D6, please. One. <laughs> All right, she's down to nine of 11. Now you're getting a little desperate because you see that the thread is starting to cut in. Now that I have an, I- an idea of the area in which the spot is, but I still missed it, I'm, I'm pissed off and like I can hear Danny freaking out, sort of muffled though, because all the all the thread is like getting to her. I'm getting really pissed off, so the anger's building, so I'm trying to go even faster than I had done before. Oof. I failed again, 96. All right, roll d6. It's okay, because it's an NPC, it's not me. <laughs> Four damage. Okay, she's down to five, so the uh, string you see cuts into one of her arms, and you can see it's like going all the way to the bone now. And it's taking a swath that's about three, four inches, and just compressing it and slicing it. So now you realize that, okay, I need to really calm down because this anger thing is definitely not helping the situation. It's going to sit down and meditate for five minutes to (laughs) self-center. And you can see her eyes start to roll up in her head slightly. She's starting to go into shock. 
I'll sort of start calm Danny down because she's obviously freaking out. You're hysterical. It's okay, Danny. I know that I'm kind of a screw up, but I'm going to get it this time, maybe, I hope. You're having one of your episodes. Danny, why did you get yourself in this silly situation? Success. Low success, too. That's what I need. I need low successes for the rationale. All right, brawl time. Too sad. Another success. I got them both. It's okay, she's only mostly dead. So as I've been missing, I have still been, like, knocking some parts off. And I guess I've been acting so rashly and quickly that I've sort of been, like, matching the speed in which it's regenerating. And the whole thing broke and she was able to untangle. And I grabbed her leg and pulled her out of there. Just the leg. He found the glowy spot. And the yarn dissolves into the floor, like, almost like little worms going back into the floor. And you're sitting in this sewing room. Danny is, she's a little bit in shock because of the pain. You see she's bleeding profusely from that arm. It's going to be kind of useless until she gets some medical attention. But you you could apply some first aid if you want to. I am going to because I've been rolling so well today. It has to go well. I failed. See, and that's why you never say that. So, yeah, you take a look at it and you realize that there's no way that you could apply a Band-Aid over this huge gaping wound that's just oozing. So, And you see she's just lacerated all over. Every exposed bit of flesh has been cut in some manner. Roy is over there like, let me kiss it to make it feel better. It's all bloody. Oh. Yikes. She is barely functioning at this point, but you're able to get her up to her feet and she's sort of unsteady, but she can lean on you. And the two of you stand up and there's something different about this room. There's no yarn in it anymore. Wasn't there a window on that northern wall? But now there's just a blank wall. And I'll go over there and sort of like rub the wall where the window used to be. Sensually. Slowly. It appears to be as if it had always been there, just plain wall. It's just like the rest of the walls. I'll sort of kick at it. Seems very solid. It's as solid as all the other walls. You're damn sure that there was a window there not three minutes ago. Back away, keep the machete drawn, and I'll cautiously look through the sewing desk. Uh, You do find a pattern for a dress. I'll take it. Because you never know. It appears to be some sort of ball gown. In the lower left corner, you see it says 1949. As long as it's a little more low cut and shows some leg, it'll work really nicely on Roy. Show some ankle. Right. That's pretty low cut if it goes all the way down to the the ankles. It's a deep V. In fact, it's no dress at all. It's just a garter. I'll uh, I'll sort of brush this off and take Danny and get out of the room. Because I'm sure she doesn't want to be there anymore. So you guys step out of the room and you notice Jack. And it looks like he's carrying a shovel. He is to the south in the staircase hall, traveling from that chamber where Rocky and Ricky encountered the wet stuff, and you had to resuscitate him. And he appears to be walking quickly towards the east, towards the stairs. And you see him quickly disappear around the corner. He's just floating along the ground. His feet aren't actually moving. Take Danny's hand and try and catch up with him. I'm going to need both Roy and Jack to roll con. Air. I failed. I did too. You both failed. Both of your move rates are now one less than what they usually are. Basically, Roy, you get the ups. No real hazards at this point. There's no alligators or anything in the road? There's no, like, metal rakes? Look out for banana peels, Roy. Look out for banana peels. Also green shells and red shells. And And by the time uh, you see Jack, he's already down at the bottom of the stairs. I will not yell his name. It's out of principle. But there is something that you do notice, Roy. As you enter the staircase hallway... A ghoul. 
A blue shell? The staircase hall has been magically restored to its full glory, with gleaming balustrades and spotless steps spiraling downward past the glittering, fully intact chandelier, which is now shining more brightly than perhaps just the electricity can account for. Pause and note how strange that is. It is very strange, because you're damn sure you witnessed the chandelier go spinning off. Oh, so I should get my hit point back, right? And you hear Jack's footsteps. Yeah, and those footsteps will kind of, like, snap me back into it and realize that we got a reason for catching up with him. Rocky. Your brain feels as though it might explode if just... One more person creeps out of from the dark corners of the attic. Your eyes bulge from their sockets, unblinking as they stare at Jack's body dangling from the hooks, his face a flap of torn flesh, his guts spilling out from deep gashes in his belly. Next to him, a hundred-year-old corpse hangs, watching you with deep-set black orbs with something like pity. Beneath them, sprawled on the floor, is Ricky's lifeless form, blood running from the corner of her mouth, face frozen in surprise, and Jack's long switchblade buried to the hilt in her heart. A young girl with dark hair and green eyes stands a few feet away, her hands above her head, her stare never wavering from the gun you have pointed at her. Mister, are you okay? You don't look too good. Please roll sanity. I needed a 63, I rolled a 7. That's extreme. You will take one point of sanity. And we're going to take a look at your sand counter. And I think you are currently missing 6 out of 68. That's going to bump you up to probably 9 or 10%. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. So at the sight of all of the bodies and all of the blood, my first instinct is to is to separate, is to get away from where all the carnage is. So I'm going to immediately kind of like push back off the ladder. And then as I start to move, I realize what's going on and I reach out and I grab the top rung again and pull myself back up. The girl is still standing there with her hand above her head. Uh, sir? Please don't go. Oh, yes, you're still here. I'm going to climb all the way into the attic just so I'm not, like, hanging off the ladder. All right. Ah, yes. Uh, so we came here. Wait. Can I put my hands down now? Which one of the three are you? I'm Gwen. Ah, yes. Your friend wrote about you in the, the diary that we found. You're the one who wanted to go up here in the first place, right? I mean, I didn't want to, but we had to find our way out. Maddie's right over here, and uh, uh, Rachel's in the corner over there. She's kind of sick. Are you a doctor by any chance? Uh, formally, no. I do have a bit of medical training, though. Would you mind looking at Rachel? I don't know what to do for her. Give me one second here. And I'm going to walk over to where Eldritch Poe is hanging. He's just watching you carefully, black eyes. Like a doll's eyes. <laughs> Glistening black eyes. Ah, am, am I to presume that you are one Eldritch Poe? I am... Good. I've been reading your journal. I instructed the girls to feed them through the cracks in the hope to lure you here. Well, since you clearly know more about how this place works, you have to know what's going on. What do I have to do to stop John? I mean, clearly the only solution to this house's problem is him. Once he's gone, everything else should fall down like a house of cards. Yes, you are correct. John Poe is my father. 
Or should I say, he inhabited my father, as he inhabited my grandfather and my great-grandfather. He is the original Poe. So I was right about the whole immortality thing, then. Good for me. Pat myself on the back. Yes, in a way, he managed to possess them. So there has to be some sort of, of way to break this line of succession to send him back. I discovered his journal in the attic many decades ago. And in his journal, I discovered the incantation. Lovely. In the basement is the relic, the dark heart. In order to find it, you must read the incantation in the basement. And you wouldn't happen to still have this journal on you somewhere up here, would you just... I needed to find a way to hide the incantation. I'm not coming anywhere near your butt. If you wouldn't mind, you wouldn't happen to uh, have a knife, do you? I don't know. Let me check my inventory. I know where one is. I have a standard Swiss army knife, which is going to have a blade on it. So I'm going to pull out the army knife, and I'm going to flick out the little blade that I have. Well, unfortunately, this is about the best I have. That should do nicely. Now, please, open my shirt. Shouldn't you at least buy me a drink first? Oh, there'll be liquid. I'm going to walk over and very carefully, almost like at arm's length, kind of try and get the shirt to open just in case there's something there. There's something there. As you unbutton this scraggly piece of cloth that he calls a shirt, it looks like it's about 30 years old. It's hanging on by scraps. Nice buttons, though. Really nice buttons. Quality. Quality buttons. I'm going to pull them off and put them in a pocket for later. Pocket buttons. And you reveal as you unbutton his emaciated, sunken chest that is stunted, ingrown hairs, and it looks like it's a rash that's sort of oozing slightly. And then you see a somewhat healed over incision running from his breastbone down to his belly button. And he's an Audi. I'd hope so. You're not squeamish, are you? Well, we're about to find out, aren't we? If I were you, I would go up to down. Front to back? You never go ass to mouth. Very reluctantly kind of put the blade and start trying to like push in and wiggle my way up the incision to open it up again. Sorry, I'm uh, sorry. Sorry. Jack, you've had better days. Being gutted by the razor-sharp claws of a bearskin rug wasn't exactly in the realm of possibility mere days ago, but here we are. And where are we exactly? Some kind of blank space. Limitless in every direction. Not exactly black, but not gray either. In between. Pretty boring, actually. Is this limbo? You're trying to recall what your gamma told you about the halfway place between heaven and hell. If you ever find yourself stuck and you can't get out, no matter how hard you twist, just say these words, then move your fingers like this, and I'll come help you if I can. Jack. You may attempt one occult roll. You may use luck to bolster it if possible, or push if you can provide a good explanation to do so. So good luck with your occult roll. Good luck. You'll need it. I needed a 41. I rolled a 76. That is a 35-point deficient. So your only option is to push this, and only if you can give me a really good explanation. 
I am in this void, and I am going to muster all of the fear and anger that I've had over the years searching for my sister, the loss of my mother, the loss of Gamma, and everything that she's taught me that I've never used because I've been too scared to. And I am going to release all of the energy that I have built up from all of those years. And I'm going to push this roll. I needed 41. I rolled a 73, so I did improve. You struggle to remember anything about Gemma's incantation, but it's for naught. Everything is a jumble, as if the blankness has somehow invaded your mind. In desperation, you blurt out a few words of power you've learned during your occult research. Surely one of these phrases will allow you to escape this prison? As you finish uttering a particularly tricky series of syllables, a coldness suddenly overwhelms you and you realize you are no longer alone in this strange dimension. Well now, Jack Whiteside, we meet again. You instantly recognize the voice of Tommy Ray, and the familiar drawl causes your knees to weaken with childlike fear. Seems you and I have unfinished business to attend. His shirtless form saunters from the shadows. In one hand, He holds a glinting, curved blade. You instinctively try to run, but your feet won't budge. The floor has become a strange black goo, and you're now sinking up to your ankles. Tommy Ray strides closer, looking down at you with his gloriously white grin. Oh, don't leave so soon. I brought friends. He waves his hand behind him, and you see a multitude of shambling shapes. Some humanoid, some sprouting tendrils, some emitting high-pitched chittering sounds like that of insects. They move closer and closer. The goo is up to your knees now. Tommy Ray twirls his knife point on one finger. The good news is, you'll get to see your sister again. He smiles wider. The bad news is, she's one of them back there. A rotting hulk of putrid flesh glides nearer, and you can make out Leah's half-melted features sliding off its skull, revealing white bone underneath. And that's when you begin to scream like you've never screamed before. Long and ululating, breathless and endless. Tommy Ray pretends to put on a sad face. Aw, come on. Save a little for me. Then he leans in eagerly with the blade. Jack, or should I say John Paul? You've had worse days. Lucky that such a nice body presented itself as the perfect disguise, allowing you to sacrifice that young woman and conjoin the two dimensions within this mansion, this house you built so many centuries ago. A temple, really. A church dedicated to the thing that spoke to you from the relic, the filler of space. You're not quite sure why these particular Delta Green agents were assigned to find three young girls of no consequence, but you feel the need to recover the Dark Heart as quickly as possible, so you may pass from this realm to the next, then trap these meddling interlopers so the house can continue to feed. You heft the shovel and begin making your way toward the basement. Hi-ho! Some hoes in this house, there's some poes in this house. I would like to take a moment to say... Goodbye to Jack. Bye, Jack. Whiteside. I loved thee. It was fun while it lasted. It's funny how, like, you know, you just roll and then you're dead. Makes you think. Rocky, 
you have the knife inserted into Poe. He reacts in no way to the knife being inserted into his breastbone. I am so sorry. Be quick about it. Take a second to kind of steady up, and I'm just going to yank really hard. What are you doing with the knife, though? And his flesh parts almost like parchment. It's paper thin. And because there is an existing scar there, it just goes. And his belly opens, revealing the cavity inside, bloodless, dry. Tucked within is a book, a small journal. Very gingerly reach inside and kind of... <laughs> tickles! <laughs> One or two inches of ginger. Pull the book out and it's this where the incantation is, inside this book. Yes, it is a book filled with incantation, so good luck with your library use. <laughs> Son of a bitch! I forgot to bookmark it. <sighs> it's on page... Ah. I can't find page R, guys. Where is it? Now, you can roll a library use, and if you would like to uh, have one of the young girls help you and interact with them, then you can get a bonus die. Head back over to where I saw the, the girls last. Gwen and uh, Maddie are still sitting there. Rachel is right behind him. She's sort of curled up in a fetal position, and you can see she's shivering. Maddie walks up and says, Hey, I'm Maddie. How are you? What you got there? Was that a book? That's cool. Yes. I noticed your friend there isn't doing so well. Oh, yeah. Rachel is... I don't know what her deal is. Ever since we got up here, she's been kind of... She's got these weird bumps on her skin. It's just... I don't know. It, I, I'm kind of worried about her. Are you going to get us out of here? That's the thing. You see, I need your help. What we need to get out of here is somewhere in this book. So I'll make you a deal. You help me find what I want, and I will do my best to make your friend feel better. Okay, it's a deal. Thanks. What do you got there? Oh, ooh, is that spells? I love spells. Ooh. So somewhere in this book, there is an incantation that I need to use to destroy the thing that's powering this house, so to speak. We get rid of that, and everybody gets out of here. Okay. Yeah, cool. Let's let's check it out. Ooh, this is some weird. Is it? Is this blood? Did they write this in blood? Oh god, that's so fucking gross. Oh, I said fuck. Sorry. You don't worry about it. Uh, it's standard practice, more or less. Um, blood is a really dense concentration of of life energy, and a lot of these spells require that you give in order to more permanently record their forms. Otherwise, if you record them with normal ink, they tend to grade over time, and the books will, you know, simultaneously burst into flame at some point, and it's not pretty. Trust me. Have you ever played Candy Crush? It's really fun. Yeah, I got to level like two hundred and ten. And oh, I'm sorry. Were you talking? Okay, well, let's let's try to find it. Let's try to find the right one. Hmm, which one could it be? I, I bet you... So I needed a 70. I rolled a 93, but I do get the one bonus die because I got her to help me. All right, so roll d10. So I got a 7, which would make it 73, which is only three points off from making it work. So we're just going to burn the three points because this is kind of important. Mind you, that drops me to uh, 43. You're flipping through it, and she she's actually a bit distracting, but she does point out that one of the corners of the pages is bent a little bit more than the other. So you're able to flip through and find what appears to be a well-thumbed incantation, but there's actually three different verses on that page. So you're not exactly sure which one it is. And you take it up to Eldridge Poe's body who continues to like look down forlornly at the gaping wound in his belly. <laughs> uh, do you feel a breeze in here? <sighs> oh, yeah, keep doing that. Keep doing that. Oh, feels so good. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm trying to squint. 
Do I need to get your readers? Oh, yes. I, I do recall. I believe it is, uh, I believe it is the middle incantation. So you must make haste to the basement. Be very, very careful because John Poe has regenerated the house and all its occupants. If you need more information, please add another quarter. I'm pressing zero for operator? Who knows what horrors. Not whores, but horrors. Oh, I was worried for a second there. You really have to stress that second R. He's resurrected. I wish you luck. I will do my best to bring your suffering to an end. I'm going to uh, quickly dash back over to where the girls are. Did you find it, mister? Yes, I have the right one. Uh, let me take yes! a fast look at your friend here. If there's anything you could do for her, that'd be really swell. Or swollen. Either way. Uh, well, I needed a 49 for first aid. I rolled a 79. Same thing. Take a second, kind of look her over. I'm going to pull my jacket off and kind of wrap it around her just to keep her warm because she's shivering. I want you to stay put and stay quiet. Hopefully, if all goes well, we'll be out of here shortly. As you're wrapping her with your coat, her whole body appears to have this weird rash forming into pustules. She's a 12-year-old girl, and you see this weird nub next to her pinky, an extra protrusion, a vestigal digit on the side of her hand. There's nothing wrong with that. Mister, what do you think? Is, is she, is she going to be okay? Rachel's our best friend. Look, I'm going to get us out of here, and I'll get her to someone who can really take care of her, all right? Okay, yeah. He puts his hand on her shoulder. You'll make more friends. Out of Play-Doh? Am I God now? Making copies. Making babies. Good luck, I guess. Is there anything we can do? Stay out of trouble. I don't need to rescue you twice in one day. And then you hear Eldridge say, If you are to escape... I'm sure it is in the basement. Take them with you. Please, they're so annoying. Please get them out of here. You can see that Jack is dead bored. I'm on the hook to listen to everything. All right, changing plans. You two are coming with me, and I'm going to pick up Rachel and start carrying her towards the attic hatch. I want you two to stay close. Don't touch anything. Don't talk to anyone. We're going to be heading towards the basement, so just follow me. So uh, you guys all descend from the attic, leaving Eldridge hanging from his hooks, but... He seems to have a contented look on his face as you leave. And as you're going down the stairs, you can hear him whisper, Godspeed. Roy and Jack. We're still playing? Now that Danny's feeling a little bit better, as you're walking along, she's regaining some of her sense of place. And she looks up at you. Roy, what's going on? My arm hurts so bad. Oh. Yeah, some threat attacked you, and then I heroically saved you. It's really not that big of a deal. We've got to catch up with Jack. Where, where's Ricky? I, She's around. Wasn't she with Rocky? I, I hope they're okay. Uh, they're fine, probably. You, you said something about Jack? Yeah, he's just went down the stairs. I'm trying to catch up with him. Maybe he knows where Ricky is. He definitely knows where Ricky is. That's that's like 99% of the reason I wanted to catch up with him. It's because I knew you would care. I think I'm okay. I can walk myself. Thank you. Yeah, but what's your move rate? 11. <laughs> she just floats. And she made her con roll, so she's at 8. Yeah, you're, they're both at 8. 
Roy and Danny are a little bit faster than Jack is. So you're going to catch up to them. We just need to figure out where that's going to be. Within the hour. So Roy and Danny, you're going to be at the bottom of the steps here. And Jack, your your best bet is going to be to be about right here. No, I really think you should take the scenic route, go the long way around. I think Jack wants to look in every room before. I need to check the cupboards. Once you reach the bottom of the stairs, the ground floor, upon the floor, the faded frescoes now look freshly painted. Clearly displaying scenes of sharp-toothed satyrs and nymphs copulating with and gorging upon pale-skinned humanoids bearing vaguely simian features. The violence is hyper-realistic and sickening, so much so the red brushstrokes remind you of bloody smears. More alarming, the woodland creatures seem to watch you, their eyes staring in your direction no matter where you move in the room slow down for a moment to look at everything, not really understanding what happened because the staircase was still lame. And now I'm down here and it's cool. Even upstairs it was uh, regenerated to a certain extent. Oh, then it's no surprise to me at all and I'm going to continue. <laughs> As you, you look, the red paint, like you almost smell copper in the air. You avoid walking on the frescoes because they're kind of creeping you out a bit. And you hear from the living room to the west tinkling piano music it's the huns and you hear from the billiard room what sounds like someone playing pool you hear breaking balls yeah your mom's a piece of you hear quiet conversation some muttering sounds coming from the reception room just off to the south of the staircase hall and then you hear what sounds like a low amorphous growling sound from the den space are and you see jack disappear into the east lobby and as i'm in the staircase hall i'll do that thing like they do in movies where like you're in a museum for the first time and the camera's panning around you and you're seeing everything and you're just like oh and i'll like sort of go into sensory overload a sensory overload would be what skill check? Let's try power. I needed a 70, I got a 64, I succeeded. You are overwhelmed by all of these things happening because within the last hour, this was a dead place. This house was empty and silent and full of dust and now it's pristine and clean and bustling with unseen life. And so your mind is reeling slightly, but you manage to reel your senses back in when Danny gives you an elbow to your ribs. Snap out of it! <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's go. We gotta We gotta catch up with Jack. He's gotta know. Where, what, the, what the hell is he doing with a shovel? That hurt. I think you broke a rib. <laughs> a McRib, which comes out this week, folks. Sponsor us, McDonald's. We'll get Gabe to eat a McRib on camera. Does that help? I've never had one. <laughs> Welcome to the ASMR McRib tapes. He's never had a McRib. We'll get him to have, eat one on... We'll film it. It'll, it'll, it's a gold. $500 Patreon goal. I'll eat a McRib on camera. Ugh. And I'll put, like, the best, like, f most expensive barbecue sauce I can find and waste it on a McRib. So we're going to move you forward to the East Lobby. We're going to move Jack... So he's just recently gone through that door out of the East Lobby uh, leading east, where you know there is a side entrance, a small toilet, and also these stairs that go up to the second floor. I throw the marbles out of my pocket on the floor behind me. Pocket marbles! Well, I'll continue the chase. So you go through that door, and you see the door here to the north, swinging. We gotta catch up to him at some point. I mean, it's a long hallway. 
So you enter into the servant's dining room. As soon as you open the door to the small dining room, a cozy warmth envelops you, and the scents of roasting meats, stewed vegetables, and fresh-baked apple pie fill you with painful pangs of hunger. Seated on sturdy stools at the like new table are two men and two women dressed in what appears to be 19th century servant garb playing cards. They look up as you enter and smile. He went that way, one of the women offers, pointing towards the strange iron door that is now open to reveal a stone staircase leading down into darkness. Uh, thanks. Yeah, what are you guys playing? And they turn around as if they didn't hear you and go back to playing cards. Rude. You didn't hear me? What are you guys playing? <laughs> Danny whispers in your ear, Roy, I, are you seeing this? I, I, I can see right through them. Oh, I just thought they were being rude. <laughs> and you can hear fading footsteps going down into the basement. I'll grab a piece of food, whatever's closest, and then I'll go. Your hand passes right through it. No, I'm in hell. Rocky, describe uh, where you're going. So I'm going to take him down into the main staircase hall. And I'm going to remember that I came up, there was a back staircase for the servants that when you go down the staircase dumps you literally around the corner from the door. So instead of taking the big staircase down, I'm going to speed across the hall through the other, across the other side and through the back door that leads to that rear hall staircase, holding one of them, making sure the other two are still close. Nice. And you notice, as did Roy and Danny, that everything is pristine now just as eldridge predicted the house has somehow regenerated and become new and you suspect why don't you give me an intelligence roll i needed a 60 i rolled an eight that's an extreme smarts eldridge mentioned something about the house feeding as you're entering this rear hallway heading down the steps it comes to you jack's body and those hooks that were embedded in his flesh, almost merging with the hooks. It is the fate of anyone who gets trapped in this house, perhaps dying in the real world in the house, comes over to the secondary dimension, and the house feeds from those chains, those hooks. And that is how it's regenerating. That's how they Note to self, write about this later. Got to keep running. Just an epiphany, making those connections. How is this happening? And also, perhaps, the relic and the dark heart in the basement might be the central organism which creates this Venus flytrap of a house. And you hope that by discovering it, you'll be able to disrupt whatever evil force is causing this. And you find yourself on the ground floor with the girls. Pause for a second, because things look just slightly different now that the house looks like it used to, and I'm going to have to kind of think back to when we were scouting the first floor and kind of reset where I am in my brain. So I'm like, okay, this way. And I'm going to spin and head into the servant's dining room, because that's where I remember that strange door with no handle being. And as soon as you go through with the two girls huddling around you and Rachel unconscious in your arms... Maddie screams, oh my god, ghosts! And she grabs hold of your leg, slowing you down slightly. Yes, they can't hurt you, though. They're, they're just pictures. Think of it like a 3D movie. And you see the uh, foursome sitting at the table, uh, completely ignoring you, playing cards. And you see that they are somewhat translucent. 
but almost as if they're gaining a physical presence. They're becoming more and more real as the moments tick by. Are you sure they can't hurt us? Yes. They're totally ignoring. Look, and I'm going to walk over and just hand through the head. See, nothing. Let's go. But I, I can smell pie. Yeah, it's, it's the I'm house. so hungry. It's trying to trick you, okay? That's what it does. Can we just go? I want to go to home. I want my mommy. All you have to do is just a little, little, little bit farther, and I will be able to get you out of here, all right? Oh, okay. Head to where the door was, and I want to continue down the stairs into the basement because I get the impending sense that we are very close to losing this battle. So you're looking down the dark staircase. The light dissipates after about 20 feet and from the bottom you hear a piercing scream oh that's what i was afraid of roy the stone steps lead down and down and down plunging deeper into the darkness beneath poe mance a musty smell assails your nostrils like moist dirt clods festering with writhing worms and blind beetles After a few moments, you begin to lose track of how many steps you've descended. You look back up, squinting in the dimness, but the doorway is no longer visible. You can just make out the carved staircase, which continues to trail indefinitely downward. Reluctantly, you press on. After what might be a minute or ten, your foot finally rests on the damp soil of the mansion's basement the dark expanse stretching out before you. And just 20 feet away, you see Jack standing with his back to you and a shovel over his shoulder. Jack whirls around, holding the shovel in a defensive position as if he's about to attack you. Jack, what's up? We gotta dig this up. We gotta get it quick or this house is gonna trap us forever. Are you Roy? Of course I'm Roy. Tell me something about me that only Roy would know. You like voodoo. Man, we talked about this. I don't like voodoo. Well, but we talked about it, so you know it's me. I need your help. We gotta do this now. We are running out of time. I'm sure you've seen. John Poe is possessing the entire house and everything in it. We gotta destroy this heart as soon as we can. It's buried down here. Yeah, let's get it. I was wondering why all these people were, and then it was, like, restored and stuff, all that. I gotta ask, for uh, Danny's sake, have you seen Ricky anywhere? Yeah, Jack, have you seen Ricky? Yes, I'm sorry. Ricky was possessed in the attic. I had to get him out of her body. What? No, no. I'm so sorry. We don't have time. We have to get this. We have to dig this up now, or we're all going to die. And she drops to her knees, sobbing. And I'll sort of take an extra minute, slow things down, and, like, comfort her for a minute. Turn around and start digging in the spot I'm supposed to. Roy turns to Danny to try to calm her down and console her. Jack turns away, hefting the shovel as if he's getting ready to dig up something. And, Roy, you start to hear this high-pitched scream coming from Jack. And as you watch, his head begins to pull from his body, comes away from the torso and neck in strings and tendrils, and then you see these wings explode from the back of his skull and emits 
a high-pitched squealing as the rest of Jack's body falls to the ground, dead like a husk. Tune in next time as we play another reel of the Lovecraft tapes. I think I might be evil. No, that can't be it. That's not really Jack. Matt, any theories on Rachel? She ran into something in the house, and whatever that thing that she hit is having some sort of ill effect on her. I mean, we saw the fact that I almost drowned in this house and that Jack was killed by a bearskin rug, so who knows what kind of stuff is still hiding around here that we just happened to roll well enough to not have to deal with. If I can destroy the heart to end all of this, that she's gonna get better. How do you feel about Jack being done? Mixed feelings played him a long time. Not the kind of uh, reunion I wanted with Leah. I tried the best I could to help everybody, though. Next one will not be. Debuting next scenario, Roger Arroyo. It's all the Arroyo. Too many Arroyos. There's no such thing as too many Arroyos. You shut your mouth. Let's jump the shark. Let's do it. What's the dark heart, guys? I thought Dark Heart was the villain from the Care Bears movie, but apparently I'm wrong. We need t-shirts. Now it's time for some hashtag recommendos, where we share some of our geeky obsessions. So please roll the hondo. Start us off, Matt. So uh, tonight I got a game that I've been, I've jumped back into lately that I'm now just realizing that I kind of missed out on the first time. Uh, it's from 11-Bit Studios. It's called Frostpunk. What it is, is it is a, uh, like, almost like a city builder survival game. It takes place in the far future where uh, the climate on Earth has gone horribly wrong and everything is freezing over. You start your city with a small group of people around what's called an engine which you use to produce heat and power. And very quickly, the game becomes this this very treacherous balancing act of having enough supplies for your city to grow and expand while being able to keep everybody warm as the temperatures continually get lower and lower and lower as everything freezes over. You have to, you know, make the hard decisions as a ruler. You know, should children have to work uh, in dangerous jobs? Should people only be allowed to, you know, eat soup because you can stretch your food farther that way if somebody's injured do you try and nurse them back to health or do you just you know chop off the arm that's affected and you know maybe give them a prosthetic later and it really turns into this really great story in this tapestry of all these decisions you're making in this in this really harsh world just trying to make sure that everybody survives uh it's called frost punk all right cool thank you we'll check that out uh, i'm gonna go next with my recommendo for today is a movie called bad times at the el royale from 2018, directed by our friend and neighbor, Drew Goddard, who also directed and wrote Cabin in the Woods, or co-wrote Cabin in the Woods, if you like that awesome movie. It stars Jeff Bridges, Cynthia Erivo, Dakota Johnson, John Hamm, Chris Hemsworth. This regards a group of strangers who check into a hotel called the El Royale. It's a kind of fading gimmick hotel where the California-Nevada state line runs straight down the middle of the hotel. It's 1969. That's when the movie takes place. So the Vietnam War is winding down and uh, each stranger has a secret, as does the hotel itself. And fate 
binds them all together in a fun cat and mouse character piece, much like The Hateful Eight. It's violent, so there's a a bunch of gunplay and some other surprising uh, kinetic camera work, but some things that you just can't see coming, and when it comes out of the left field, you're like, whoa, shit. As an amazing soundtrack, uh, lots of 60s tunes, but most importantly, it has like a sense of mystery about it, so you're unraveling this central mystery of like what's really going on with all of their lives, and why are they interconnected in some fashion, and what does the whole hotel have to do with it i like it because the characters are not overly simplistic they're kind of complicated their backstory is complicated so they earn some empathy so even the bad guys sort of like you feel bad when they have to leave and despite the fact that it is about two and a half hours long it does clip along pretty pretty quickly so it doesn't feel like two and a half hours and if you like drew goddard stuff i think you really like bad times at the el royale brian why don't you go ahead and share your okay so mine is gonna be a show that's on amazon prime and it is james may our man in japan if you have not seen it, some people aren't huge fans of James May just because he's very dry. What I like is that he gets into the history of Japan. Right now, there's six episodes, and he starts at the top of Japan and works his way through the entire country. Each episode is a different location in Japan. So he's giving you the entire history of that lo- that area of Japan. He meets with people from that area. One of the episodes, he meets with an actual samurai like a 7th or 8th generation samurai that makes the swords and teaches him how to be a samurai. And he gets on to wear the armor that's like 500 years old. It's just really cool, the culture. And he's very respectful, obviously. And through the whole journey, he's trying to learn Japanese, but only from the people he encounters. And you can see as he travels the difference between the country and the history to when he gets to the cities. The the one I just watched was he was in Tokyo. And it's completely different than out in the country and the snowy mountains that he went skiing and had snowball fights. They have full competition snowball fights. That's like part of their culture. It's pretty cool. Definitely check it out. It's uh, James May, Our Man in Japan. It's on Amazon Prime. All right. Nice. That sounds very interesting. All right, Gabe, you ready for us, buddy? Uh, It's the G4 reunion special. I loved G4 growing up. It was most of what I watched. I didn't, I mean, I watched some like other stuff, but most of what I watched was G4. X-Play, Attack of the Show, Web Soup. These were the best things I ever watched growing up. And I remember when the Esquire Network came and took everything from me and ruined everything. And I hated lawyers for like the rest of my life based on that alone. But this was a lot of fun. It's definitely a nostalgia trip. It's kind of a weird recommendo, I guess. It's like an hour long. It's just a special. They kind of, it's kind of a trip down memory lane for anybody that might have loved G4. They also do some new sketches that are good. The big thing about it is that they're bringing G4 back and I'm worried it's going to suck, but I hope it doesn't. That's the whole crux of it. If you liked G4 at any point, this will be like a blast because I remember... I had, it brought back so many memories. I was so happy to watch it. I've already I watched it a couple of times, honestly. And it's gotten me going back and watching some of the old X-Plays and Attack of the Shows. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. If you liked that stuff, it was very personal for me. So I was really happy to see it. And, you know, that's the G4 reunion special. All right, guys. Thank you for sharing those. And that's going to be it for this episode of Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening and watching. Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at lovecrafttapes.com with links to all our hashtag recommendos and social media channels, including Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server where you can chat with us in real time. 
You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. And if anybody wants to send in some donations to help with Jack's funeral, you can send them to my personal Twitter at The Real Weird Kid. If you are an executive at G4 and want to hire me, or simply if you just are Olivia Munn, you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. And I'll take the uh, tickets that you're all going to purchase me to Japan and for the entire country tour. You can just send those to Brian Podcast, please. Until next time, roll for R.I.P. Jack Whiteside. It's a strange skill, but it exists. The Lovecraft Tapes podcast is copyright 2021. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.